Are Greg and Maya professional reviewers? Absolutely not. Like amateurs at best, but it's okay because they're funny, smart, and kind of adorable. Bless their hearts. So sit back, relax, and tune into this week's episode of All Cued Up. Hello, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Welcome to All Queued Up, the review podcast about streaming service shows. On today's show, we have uh, season one finale of Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Uh, we have uh, He-Man Revolutions, which if you're confused by that, we will explain it. Um, and our discussion topic today is about the uh, new Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League controversy, which is barely controversy to me, but... It's been frustrating me, so I want to talk about it a lot. But first, Maya, how's your week been? I'm Greg, by the way. I'm Greg, that's Maya. How's your week been? Jesus Christ. I looked away from my notes for half a second. You'd think after six years you'd have that down. You'd think. Well, we also just changed it, so. We did. We did. But still. Uh, My week's been pretty good. Uh, Been... You know, the snow melted last week, and it's been rainy off and on since. Uh, it was actually kind of warm there for a couple of days. Got up to almost 70 degrees a couple of times. And now it's in the mid-30s out there again and cold and rainy today. But not raining currently right now. It's just cold. Um, got a... Uh, <coughs> Got a mystery box full of miniatures uh, from a website slash YouTube channel called Spiky Bits. It's like they guarantee you more than double what you pay for it. So I got their smallest box, which is like a $55 box, and it had $105 guaranteed worth of miniatures inside it. Uh, So I got like... A Star Wars Legion set of battle droids, uh, a Warhammer 40,000 set of Cadian shock troops, and then some 3D printed from some company, like four miniatures. They're still in the supports. I actually have to soak them and take them apart and put them together. You know, take them off the supports, put them together. So I'm excited about those. Um, I was watching a YouTube video last week. And this guy was sent a uh, sample box, like, you know, pre-production sample, but ready to go, uh, of the new Army Painter Warpaints Fanatic line. Uh, They sent him the Mega Set, which is like 50 fucking paints, like 40 paints and several washes and effects paints. And the paint job that the dude did on this thing with these paints... Like, yellow is notoriously hard, but this guy wasn't thinning his paints out, and it was just, the paint was all thick and streaky and everything. I was like, you know what? I can paint better than that. I should fucking need an army painter. So I did. I reached out. I was like, hey, you know, I'm a content creator, but I focus on audio stuff, you know, but I emailed them, and they said, here's this form, fill it out, and we'll get back to you. So... You know, hey, if uh, 
if they go for it, that would be awesome because I wouldn't mind having, you know, just a segment of this show where we talk about my hobby and stuff, you know, every week because I'm trying to get back into that because after being here almost six months now, I've, I've only painted just a couple of little times and it's frustrating and I miss it and I want to do it more regularly, but you know, I can always, uh, put in pictures in the video shot for YouTube and shit. Anywho, but I've reached out. I need to submit that form. Uh, it'll probably take several weeks for them to get back to me. Probably be denied, but hey, nobody says yes if you don't fucking ask. True. Um, and you know, I'm not the world's best painter, but I'm pretty fucking decent. Um, that's what we're supposed to say. Yes, I've seen your work, and it's very impressive. <laughs> Just listening. The, the problem is I don't have context to say something like that. Like, have I seen your work? Yeah, it looks great. I have no, I have no, no, no critique notes because I don't have a lot of context as I haven't done a whole lot of the hobby painting myself as it makes my stomach go queasy because it's minute and I do ha ha ha. Um, but I've seen you in contests and I think that your shit is definitely metal worthy, if that makes sense. Like sometimes it's not as good as the others, but a lot of the times it is, it's better than everything everybody else have put in. So, well, in all the painting competitions I've entered, I've won one and I've placed second every other time. Yeah. And that includes online competitions as well. Like there's, I've, I've placed second in an online competition before, uh, which sucked because it was like, damn, you know, I was so sure I was going to win, but I just didn't have the votes because, you know, it was purely visual. Everybody vote on, on Instagram through this, uh, account called, um, Oh shit! The name's escaping me. It doesn't matter. That, that I came age. in second. But yeah, yeah. Just I want to get back to painting, and you know, uh, the hobby shop's going to have, or not the hobby shop, but my comic book shop's going to have a speed painting day one day soon, and that's something I might get involved in. I don't know. Gotcha. I don't paint for speed. Like, I'll take... Oh, with that attitude. And spend... Well, even though I have, uh, you know, a bunch of speed paints from the Army Painter, they're literally called speed paints. Uh, and I also own contrast paints from Games Workshop, the Citadel contrast paints. They're designed to speed up your miniature painting. Uh, like they will, like typically when you paint, you have to put down a base coat and then you put a shade down, then you layer it up and then you put highlights in, uh, with these speed paints and these contrast paints, it's just one coat and it does your base coat, your, your shades and your fucking midtones all in one. Like it saves you a lot of time, but yeah, like I'm not 
down to get a miniature and they say here's two hours paint it yeah no i don't want to do that because i'll take i'll take all day to paint a single inch and a half tall miniature just take my time with it and make it look pretty but yeah um you know that's the hobby related stuff uh Watch the Royal Rumble and all the uh, crazy news from the wrestling world last <laughs> week, which we're going to talk about, but not on this episode. But no, you can tell gonna... them all about. You can tell them all about that. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh, other than that, low key end of the month. Just try to make <laughs> it to tomorrow and the next day. Uh, that's all you can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how are you doing? How's your week been? Uh, good. Um, it's been really solid. I, uh, I mean, mostly my dad's dialysis, but, uh, it was cracking me up because Friday he, uh, about a month ago, give or take, we, um, no, no, it was, it was, it was uh, two weeks ago it was when he got paid. We went and got him some new bifocals. So he's he's always had glasses, but he he's kind of rough with them a little bit. I don't know how or why, but like he'll drop them all the fucking time. And uh, in this particular instance, like he was using, he was buying like shittier glasses from just Walmart. And I'm talking about like the ones reading that need glasses. Yeah, but his eyes are getting much, much, much worse, and he needs he needs that vision for dialysis or something else. So uh, we were talking to his doctor, like she scheduled an optometrist appointment. We didn't did that. Then we had to go to the location that she gave us. They gave us to get the new glasses. And this was in, uh, this was in December. And we were, I was like, how much are they? So standard bifocals would have cost him $19 plus whatever, like uh, insurance he wanted on it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we just don't have that right now. Like, we won't have that until next month. And he was just like, he was so fucking bummed out. It was like, I was like, yeah, we're going to get him. It's going to be fine. But he, uh, uh, so come uh, uh, January when he got paid, uh, we went to go get his new glasses and we're sitting there and I'm like, I'm like, we don't have a ton to spend. And he talked to, uh. As I don't know a lot of readers or a lot of listeners know, but my aunt Anita helped us get to Texas, so we owe her about three fifty a month towards that particular cost. So he was explaining to her like he wanted to get his new glasses really bad. So is it okay that we pay less? That turned into not at all, by the way. But um, that doesn't surprise me with her. Yeah, but we're sitting there in the in the room, and he wants these bifocals that are transitional. Uh, not like the, 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 the sunglasses, but like, um, that's what they, I was getting ready to ask. Like transition lenses for sunlight. No, they, instead of like, you've seen standard bifocals where like the bottom part of the sun or the sunglass, the bottom part of the glasses has that like extra lens piece. Yeah. These are smooth and you don't notice it. Right. So, uh, <clears throat> and then it has like. For your peripheral, it has like um, lenses there too. It's it's wild. Like, but you if you look at him, you don't notice that they're bifocals at all, which is what he wanted. He didn't. He doesn't like his physical appearance matters to him 
in the weirdest ways. But um, he doesn't want to be perceived as an old man that needs bifocals, even though sort he of is like he's already disabled. He can't walk. He has to need. He's in need of wheelchair crutches. Um, he's gray haired. He's bald. He's got like spots all over his arm that only old people would have. Um, that's why I said in weird ways, because it's like, why does that part matter now? But um, anyway, just doesn't want to add to the effect. I get it. I mean, I, I get it, too. So I kind of do what I can. But it's like it just always like, makes me laugh. I'm like, really? That's that's your, OK. Well, well, whatever. Um, but uh, we end up spending two hundred dollars on his glasses. Um, and they were like 109 and then we got like, uh, we got that, like whatever, I don't remember what it's called, but it basically stops smudges. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also, we also put insurance on it. Cause I was like, if we need to replace, why would we be stupid and not get the insurance? So we, uh, so Friday I was running to the store to grab a few things and I get a text from him saying my glasses are ready, which was way earlier than we were projected to get them. It was like a solid week and a half earlier. And I was like, shit, all right, do you want to go get them? And he was like, yeah. I was like, okay, let me do the shopping. You get ready. Because he's like, I need to take a shower and all this kind of stuff. Like, we're just going to go pick them up. Like, you don't need a shower. But he's like, I want to take a shower. Like, all right, if I can take a shower, I'll do the grocery shopping and whatnot and come get you. So I get home. He's still in the shower. It took like another fucking 30 minutes for him to get done because he you know, can't walk well. And uh, and I said, do you, do you want to use your your wheelchair like that place is a pain in the ass for us to get the wheelchair in and out of not to mention um we're just picking up the glasses and he was like oh i want to use my wheelchair all right so i had it in the living room i take it all the way to the car which is another set of stairs and he has like he has a wheelchair that's designed for heavy people and wide people Mm so extra pain in the ass for me um yeah i've got one of those from uh, a thing that weighs like 70 pounds. So, you know, whenever we went anywhere before I got my prosthetic, Misty would always have to lug that son of a bitch up into the back of our CRV. Dude, it's And take fun. it down the stairs, and it's not fun. No. Um, but, uh, so, so I do all that. Uh, we get there, get the fucking thing out, struggle to get it inside the place, and we tell the person, hey, pair of glasses ready for Greg. And she goes, cool, here you go. That was it. And we went back to the car, and he goes, oh, I thought it would be a longer so- service. I was like, why? <laughs> we paid for them. We already got them, like, fitted. Like, why would it, Why would we have spent time in here? And he goes, I don't know. And I was like, I tried to fucking warn you. And he was like, yeah, sorry. And I was like, one of these days you'll listen to me. Probably not, but I hope. Um, and we're driving home, and he's trying to look at everything, but we're in a moving vehicle. And he's just like, I don't know that I like these. I'm like, you better fucking start liking them because they cost 200 fucking dollars. Like, I'm starting to sound like a fucking parent. Mm-hmm. Um, I asked him here recently, like the other day, I was like, how are you getting used to your glasses? He's like, oh, I, you know, just move my head around. I'm like, dude, you can rest them on your nose differently. They don't have to sit exactly in the same spot. But uh, we used them with dialysis, and he's like, oh, my God, I can actually see you really well. I was like, oh, it's almost like you needed them a while ago. <laughs> but um, 
Saturday rolls around and I had to do my dad's analysis. And I said, dad, I absolutely do not want to miss Royal Rumble, which technically starts at six my time, but that's the, that's the kickoff. And then I want to watch the, you know, Royal Rumble starts at seven. I can miss some of the kickoff because it's mostly just recap, but I kind of, I don't know. I like to sit with it on. I, it's a weird thing. I know it's not, you know, important, but, and he was like, oh, we'll get started early. And, uh, of course I go to start it at 11, like we normally do. He goes, will you go pick up my pain pills? They're ready. Oh my fucking God. I'm like, I literally asked you not to do this. And he's like, well, they're there. I need them. I'm like, Jesus Christ. All right, let me get ready. I'll go get your fucking pills. Like we'll be done close to fucking six. So I go get ready. I tell mom and Jeff, hey, I'm running to the store. Jeff goes, will you run another errand for us? I'm like, motherfucker. And it was because Jeff didn't want to have to run to the store if I'm already out. So I run to the store. I run, I go get dad's pills. I come back. And uh, luckily we were done at like, I'm not joking. Like I finished up his session at like 550. Oh. I was like, all right, that worked out, I guess. But um as I'm watching Royal Rumble, I'm talking like it's in the middle of uh, the Kevin Owens and uh, Logan Paul match. I start feeling a weirdness in my chest. Like I coughed too hard kind of feeling, but I haven't coughed at all. And I was like, am I catching another fucking cold? You have to be kidding me. And as the night went on, like I started to get a fucking um, uh, fever. And I was like, man, I want, uh, tomorrow I was all excited because the Niners are playing and I was going to make wings and it was going to be this whole thing. I'm so, I'm so fucking bummed right now. Uh, sure enough, Sunday morning, I was, fu- I was sick as a dog. But I was like, I'm not fucking, I'm not missing out on this day. I wanted this day to be fun. And I made it fun, like, I, even though I fought through this fucking sickness. I was like, nope, fuck you, Cole. Go fuck yourself. Um, and then the Niners won and it was like, it was a fucking crazy game too. It was two different games. I mean, the first half was all Detroit. Yeah. And then the second half was all San Francisco, and Detroit scored one time in the second half, and it just wasn't enough. <clears throat> it was like it was like the Niners had to properly calculate what kind of team the Lions were and then come back from the half and just say, go fuck yourself multiple times. But it does have me worried about the Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, the Chiefs are bringing the power of Taylor Swift. <laughs> What's funny is a lot of people that I've heard online are like, oh, it's scripted, you know. It's, oh, my God, that shit. The it's Chiefs true. are going to win because, you know, all that revenue, that building <laughs> with Taylor Swift, and it would be magical with her getting in the confetti and Travis having her down on the field. And I'm like, Dude, people are throwing a fit about her being at the games. Literally, she was on screen for 24 seconds mm-hmm. in the last broadcast out of a three-hour game. <laughs> it's like, we have a, stop bitching about it. We've been doing a fun little game. Like, how many times are they going to show her? And yeah. uh, the, first time we, the first time we did it, it was nine times total the whole game, the whole three yeah. hours. And so now we do over under nine. Is it going to be more or less than nine? Which I think is a solid number to kind of have the base at. Yeah. 
and it was uh, it was seven. Yeah. This uh, with versus the um, the Ravens. Yeah, and they're like three, four second shots. Like it's no, it's fine. <laughs> it's they fine. spend that much time showing celebrities in every big game. Oh yeah. They're like, oh look, here's blah 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 sitting with Commissioner Goodell. Here's blah 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 sitting with Jerry Jones, the owner of the Cowboys. You know, it's like Do you know who so you know who Colin what? Do you know who Colin Cow Cowherd is? Yeah. Yeah, he had a whole thing recently where he's just like you know, if you're sitting there bitching about Taylor Swift being shown at the Super Bowl that you just want to watch, or not Super Bowl, at football games and you just want to watch football, you're a liar. You're a fucking liar. You've never had a problem with a celebrity being at a game. No one's nope. bitching that they, sh- that they also showed Eminem at the fucking Niners game like five fucking times. No one, yeah. no one's complaining about that. And it's, and it's simply because it's a young, very famous and popular female pop star. That's why you're and, bitching. And... Extremely successful. Well, he said that too. I'm paraphrasing. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's but he's 100 right. Like, it's I'm not going to call these guys sexist, but you know the writing's on the wall, and it reads S E X I S T. I'm not going to lie. It took me a second to, to fucking spell that in my head. I was like, it's oh, <laughs> um. It's just, it's just fucking dumb. Like people, it drives me nuts. It drives me nuts simply because people are more willing to be angry at something that doesn't affect their life in any way, shape or form. They're more willing to be upset at something that they think is a problem that isn't, um, if you're truly, truly bitching about Taylor Swift being shown at Chiefs games, um, I want to hear this same fucking anger at other celebrities being shown. If you're watching a Lakers game and they show Jack Nicholson, I want you to bitch about it. Jesus, does he still go to him? Oh, my God. Every I mean, I know he's game. been a lifelong season ticket holder courtside front row, but, I mean, he's apparently not been in the best of health in the past few years, so I didn't know if he was still attending games or not. Last time the Kings played the Lakers, he was there because it was in uh, L.A., so. Okay. You know, it's the same with the <coughs> and the New York Knicks. And... Yeah, yep. Like, it just, it's, uh, but anyway. Anyway, congratulations. God, I remember, I remember, but yeah, congratulations, Niners. Greg's happy. Does it kind of sting a little bit, Maya, that, like, the Niners and Chiefs are going to be playing a postseason game at Allegiant Stadium before the Raiders. Does it like suck a little bit? No, because I'm a Ra- as a Raiders fan, I've learned to embrace the suck for twenty fucking years. Now. <laughs> oh shit! I think next season will be different for you guys. I really do. I don't. I, I mean, so... it's going to be better. It's going to be better than this season, yes, but I don't unless they fix the quarterback situation that honestly there wasn't a problem with until this year. Um, you know, it was always the defense. The defense has now been improved, tremendously improved. Uh, when Pierce took over, 
the defense went from being a bad defense to a top 10 defense in the league. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I Every time, every time I have talked to one of the Raider fans that are in my life that aren't you, the response has been fairly fucking different. Um, oh, I know. Because everybody wants to blame the quarterback. No, 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 no. They want to blame like, Derek. No. Oh. Correct. Uh, they, you don't want AOC or Aiden, Aiden O'Connell to start next year. He's you not starter run. material. They disagree. He, he'll be a fine time. backup, but he needs some tutelage. He needs somebody he can he can learn under that's not Jimmy fucking glass. Um, like everyone in this house disagrees with that. That's eh, okay. They can be wrong. I mean, your brother's especially wrong. He's the one that chose to move to fucking Texas. Yeah, well. There's but, a lot of uh, things he's been wrong about. But that's, I'm, that's not what I'm getting into. Um, <laughs> let's go ahead the, but yeah, yeah, no, I I see what you're saying, and uh, I just think it's they're hopeful. I think it's interesting. Is as well the only point I, I, I see. I see the draft. I see in the first round the Raiders take a quarterback, and I see him, whoever it is, competing with Aiden O'Connell for the starting job, and I see Jimmy Garoppolo being traded off. Oh, I see Jimmy Garoppolo already looking for trades himself. The way he acted when fucking uh, they got rid of um, uh, Josh McDaniels. Like a giant fucking petulant child. Yeah, because he didn't have anybody to protect him anymore. (laughs) But anyway. Um, Anyway. um, So before we get to our reviews, um, I want to bring up today's topic. And it's something that Maya and I have seen a bunch of times in the past when it comes to new things. But the uh, up the, the, the upcoming video game, it, it's out now for people who got the pre-order bonus and they are able to play it now. But it comes out, I think, next week or later this week. I don't remember exactly. It might be Friday. Uh, it's a Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Um, what the game is, it takes place in the Arkhamverse, which there are six games in the Arkhamverse. Um, five games, something like that. But there's the main trilogy, which is Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and Arkham Knight. Um, yeah, there's Arkham Origins, and I thought there was another game. But anyway, point I'm, point I'm getting at is that uh, in this game, you play as the Suicide Squad. You play as uh, Deadshot, Harley Quinn, King Shark, and Captain Boomerang. And you were tasked with by Amanda Waller for killing the Justice League because uh, Brainiac has taken over Metropolis, which is where the Hall of Justice is, and has uh, taken over the minds of uh, Flash, Green Lantern, Superman, and uh, um, oh, who's the fourth one? Batman. Flash, Green Lantern. Oh, Batman. Yes, thank you. I was like, I was like, what the fuck? The whole point of this. I mean, it topic. makes sense. It's in the Arkhamverse. <clears throat> right, and a lot of cutscenes have been leaked online. Mild spoiler alert. Uh, guess what the Suicide Squad end up doing in the game? They killed the Justice League. 
oh my god, no way, they shouldn't do that. Uh, anyway, the scene of Batman's quote-unquote death, and I do that because it's a comic book storyline, so death is never permanent. Uh, you get to you you see how it goes out, and people are immediately pissed off. They're angry that they feel like it's disrespectful to Kevin Conroy, who voices Batman in this game, since he voiced him in the other Arkham games. Uh, people are trying to say this is his last performance as Batman. He's unceremonial. It's not. It's literally not. He did a bunch of fucking other voice work as Batman for like four of the projects that have yet to come out. Like, do an ounce of fucking Googling and you'll learn that. You dumb pieces of shit. Um, also, want to point out death is never permanent in comic books. Never. There will it's always a video be something. Game. It's, also, it's also a video game. Uh, so it's not and I also want to point this out. This game, like, when did, let me ask you this, Maya. How long does a game take to make? Usually of this scale. Uh, that scale, a AAA title, four years minimum. Right. Okay. Four years minimum. When did Kevin Conroy pass away? Last year. Last year. So with that in mind, if a game is three years into development, which it was, They've already done the voice work, the ADR, and the touch-ups with that actor. The actor signed off on the role. Had even publicly stated, you guys will really like this game, before passing. Proud of the work he did with the character in that game. What the fuck makes you think that this particular situation is disrespectful well after the fact it was recorded? Do you want the studio to go back in time and have someone else record Batman for the role? Please explain to me how this is disrespectful. Kevin Conroy voiced it already. He okayed it. He was fine with it. He even promoted it as he was happy with it. Did you want the studio to to, to take a game that's in alpha and retroactive change the story? I don't understand the mentality behind this. It's so fucking stupid. It was like earlier there was a leaked scene uh, before this controversy. There was a leaked scene of Poison Ivy in the game. If you've played the Arkham series, she dies in Arkham Knight, the third game. So when she shows up in this game, her flowers have created her anew, kind of like a podling. She looks to be like 12 in this game. And people were like, oh, it's pedophilic because Harley Quinn talks about her like they were lovers. And I'm like, and they probably were before she died. Harley Quinn's not hitting on a fucking 12 year old in the game. Watch the cutscene. It is mind blowing to me. And, and, and people like what they're doing right now. The reason I call this controversy is because what they're doing right now is people are so angry at this game being a live service which I get. I do understand that. I don't understand why games have to always be a live service. Thank you, WB. That's 100% WB's fault. <clears throat> but um, they want it to fail so badly that they are trying everything in their power to talk shit about the game. And what's caught, what the reason that it pisses me off, the reason it upsets me, is that the game 
cannot and will not fail on its own merits. It will not succeed or fail on its own merits simply because of social media and the way that it's being weaponized towards something that they just want to see fail. It is so maddening to me that nobody truly gives a single shit about the artist, the writers, the developers. They say they do. If, you know, if there was a strike in video game companies, you know, there's, there, there becomes a union and there's a strike. People will support the fucking devs and all the people that worked on making the game. They'll support them until the fucking dying breath. But the second a game comes out that they don't kind of agree with, fuck them. Throw them under the bus. It makes zero fucking sense to me and frustrates me to no goddamn end. Uh, so, yeah, sorry. I, I just I needed it. To... <clears throat> I mean, f- fandoms are idiots. Fandoms are stupid. They bitch about the dumbest things, you know, uh, it's there, but the the thing is they're always a vocal, but very loud minority. Yes. Um, I, which is the saving grace, but it's still frustrating. Believe me, I get it. it. It's, it's frustrating as a lot of like, Major publications, news our news publications are reporting it like it's a majority of the fans, and that's again that goes to the weaponizing of social media. You know that there's a reason that Metacritic and IMDb, and I think Rotten Tomatoes, but Rotten Tomatoes doesn't really do games, but they aren't allowing public reviews of this game for uh, like a couple weeks after it comes until a couple weeks after it's out. Yeah, because it would have been review bombed by the fucking angry fanboys. Yeah. Like, there is, dude. It's so, it's so bizarre to me that there are people that think acting this way is okay. Because they don't care. They think there's no consequences. And, you know, whatever, whatever to get their way. I know, I know. I just, I'm using the, the, the vehicle I have to bitch about it. Cause I, I like, I see it all the time. Like, and it, the, the funny thing to me, Maya, is that every time I see somebody post video of the game of gameplay or a cutscene that they don't agree with in some fashion, I'm like, y'all are just making me want to play the game more. Like, you're not making this game not look cool. You know, people go, well, you know, you shouldn't kill the heroes. You know, the heroes shouldn't die. And That's my bullshit. Res- my response is like, you don't fucking read comic books then. You haven't watched half the shit I have. Heroes die all the time. Villains they win just... all the time. And Marvel Comics is getting ready to kill off the original Beast, like permanently. Oh, and but uh, they're re- the... they're replacing him with a clone. Well, that's but my they're point. Replacing him, they're replacing him with a clone from forty years in the past, so he won't have the memories of the current original Beast, but the knowledge of what he became. 
So yeah. I just uh it's it's just I'm it's just frustrating. Like I just want people to fucking have fun with something instead of just constantly making it a a problem for everybody else. Yeah. But I know that I am asking way the fuck too much. You're asking Anyway. Let's move on that. For a lot. I know that I am. But uh but yeah, why don't we go ahead and talk about uh uh He Man. Oh, Masters of the Universe Revolution, which is basically a continuation of the revelation that came out uh two years ago. Yes. Um it's basically uh, a synopsis. He-Man and Skeletor's rivalry is reignited as Skeletor's true identity is revealed, leading to an intense showdown and new challenges for the heroes. He-Man and Tila gain new power-ups and become equals, fighting as a couple with the same power levels, potentially leaving Cringer without a role. And Eternia undergoing a significant change as it transitions from a kingdom to a democracy, with He-Man choosing not to become king, and the future leadership of Eternia left uncertain. Uh, we also see the completion of Evil Lynn's redemption arc. Uh, but yeah, the, there's no episode right up for each individual episode on Wikipedia, which is a damn shame. That's all right. I've looked, I've looked and I can't find any. So I'm looking at something else, and this is their summary. Um, I would just do the summary of the entire, like, the five episodes, because it's roughly the length of the movie. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like they're t- five 25-minute episodes. Yeah. Um, so you can watch it in two and a half, three hours. Easy. <coughs> I remember, uh, you know, I watched it last Thursday morning when it came out. Uh, but in, in traditional lore, Keldor, Skeldor, Skeletor was originally Keldor, <clears throat> uh, the half brother of King Randor. And this, in the first episode, we learn that King Randor has contracted a fatal disease and there's no cure and he dies. Uh, but not before telling his, uh, son, Adam, who is He-Man, for those of you not in the know, that, uh... What? Where have you been since 1982? I mean, or 1983. Because 82, He-Man wasn't Adam until the cartoon came out in 83. So, anyway, yes. uh, That he once had a brother, a half-brother, named Keldor... And that he died because he was exiled. Well, uh, Keldor shows up at the funeral and says, look, you know, Adam was weighing, should I be king or not? He's, he was unsure. Keldor's like, shouldn't have to be. So Adam's like, oh, you're my uncle? <clears throat> Turns out it's Skeletor in disguise. Yeah. That reveal was a lot of fun because... Uh, 
it was revealed that Skeletor was pretending to be Keldor, and we were like, "Oh shit, okay, that's a, it's a, you know, whatever." And then, and I had no and fucking clue about that. Oh really? Yeah, he has like that meltdown at uh, Motherboard's location, and I was like, Bullshit. "Yeah, when he's when he's talking to Hordak, and he's like, you know, the Keldor myth." He's like, "Oh, it's not a myth," you know, and Hordak uh, when uh, what was it? Motherboard did she basically? like shocked Skeletor or what have you yeah. with a probe and it triggered his memory, his blocked memories, his memories he had forgotten that Hordak had wiped out essentially. It's like, Oh shit. I am Keldor. Yeah. So that was really cool, which made yeah. for some fun one liners. Uh, you know, when He-Man and Skeletor actually throw down in the final battle that they have. Which, it's also <laughs> extremely fucking funny to me that we get two iconic fucking old-school actors playing the same character. Because, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, Mark Hamill voices Skeletor, but when he's in his Keldor form, it's William Shatner. Yeah. Um... There's a lot of fun like with with that like dynamic too. Um, uh, like because Skeletor is such a fun fucking villain, he just is a fun villain. Period. Um, yeah. There are moments where you know it's Skeletor, but it's William Shatner's voice as Keldor. And there's this, there's this, what's so weird to me about it is that, like, they kind of explain in the show how um, Hordak basically changed um, uh, Keldor into Skeletor. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's through the staff of, uh, what the, what's it called? The Havoc, the Havoc staff. staff. And, uh, and you're like, that's fucking, like, that's a really cool concept. So when Skeletek is disguising himself as himself i'm like that's that's a fucking layer deep into like psychological trauma that i i couldn't even fucking fathom at the moment <clears throat> but it's fu- it's fun it's 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 way more adult than than you think well because it's made for the kids that grew up from that time period it's made for adults essentially it's not made for kids it's made it's a direct continuation right. of Revelation, which was a direct continuation of the 80s cartoon that so many people loved. And I'm like, Phew. you know, I yeah. like He-Man. I enjoy He-Man. I have a lot of He-Man shit. You know, it's all in building block form, but I have, you know, the Castle Grayskull, the Snake Mountain, you know, every vehicle they put out. I, I will die on the all the that figures. That original 80s show is hard to watch. It is a very hard watch. But some of the things, there was a lot of good lore from it. Yeah. Uh, and they utilized that lore to a wonderful ability. Um, you know, a lot of people had issues with the first. 10 episodes of Revelation. I did not. I thought it was wonderful, but a lot of people hated 
the fact that it focused on Tila. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Oh, God, yeah. Well, they were wrong. <laughs> As they tend to be. Misogynist. The writing is <laughs> on the wall, you sexists. Eh, people, eh, again, we just talked about it with Taylor Swift. Like, people just hate when women have power. And, yeah, they do. Um, but, yeah, this, this is a five-episode arc. It appears to be, you know, that it's only going to be five episodes, but it does set up for a potential third series. I wouldn't say season because they changed the name, of course. You know, it wasn't Revelation season two. It was Revolution. Um, but it... There's an Easter, you know, not an Easter egg, but a credit scene. You know, it sets up for a new season of this or a new series. And I hope that it gets it because this was really fucking good. And it's getting positive reviews. I think it's got like a 92% rating on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Yeah, I haven't seen like much bad about it. I mean, it's the same people that are bitching about it are the same ones that hated season one or the first series, I should say. Uh, here's the thing i'm seeing people that hated the first series not complaining at all about this one i mean again like, oh don't get it twisted this is so much better i've seen that too um uh i've seen way more positive than negative like oh yeah like it's i regardless i mean i'm i'm gonna give it a solid a i think it's really fucking good I'm going to go one step better and give it an A+. Plus. I thought it was stellar. My issue with it, and the reason it's not getting an A+, plus, is that there are a few characters that I don't think wanted to do this. You got, you got some stellar voice work from Mark Hamill. You got a lot of the other side characters who are just killing it. Um... But fucking, I'm sorry. William Shatner, love you, dude. Stop acting. Just please. There are so oh, many moments stopped, in the sh- He stopped acting years ago. He's just been <laughs> Shatner. Oh, uh, that's fair. I just, oh my God. The way he, ta- like, the way he delivers lines sometimes just bothers the shit out of me. Like, there's a scene where they're he's, fighting. The- he's, he's been doing that since the 60s. <laughs> I mean, I know. It doesn't bother me any less. I mean, it doesn't not bother me any less. Yeah, I get what you're saying. He, uh... He's fine, it's just... There's a scene in the show where they're fighting this big monster in the middle of the city. And everyone else is like, Get down! Fucking uh, blah blah blah! And he's just like, Hey, uh, man at arms, if you do this thing... And I'm just like, well, How about some urgency in your voice, bud? And I, I know, and like I thought about it's from the perspective that he knows what it can do and he knows what can be done and how it can be fixed. So there's no urgency. I'm like, no, Skeletor would 100% pretend to be in that urgency in order to continue to hide his disguise. I don't think he would. I think he would go, you know, let's be calm, cool, collective. Uh, really fucking sell the fact that I know what's 
what to do and but you know that's the thing it's open to interpretation i just i think the way that he delivers his lines is a serious lack of hurry the fuck up oh absolutely i'm not going to disagree with that but um but it, it and the reason I like I'm I'm not going oh it's a new plus even though that one little thing, it honestly there's a lot of times in the show where there's a celebrity voice, and it feels like Kevin Smith is like I'm not going to direct them, like almost like to the point where he's like I don't know if Kevin Smith directs it but it's almost like they're starstruck and they're not they're not giving notes, and I always go back to that situation with Cop Out and uh, Bruce Willis. You know, so that's how I want to view it. And no one could change my mind. That's fine. But yeah. um, And that's valid. It's very good. And you should check it out regardless. Like, don't let my, oh, it went from an A to an A, uh, an A plus to an A minus or whatever. Yeah. Just because I didn't give it a, a fucking S. The show is fucking amazing. Um, yeah, it's it's really good. It's written well. It's emotional. Uh, I mean, you know, the Granamere scenes, those were cool. Especially those with Evil Lynn. Oh my god, dude. There was a line at the end of this show that fucking cracked me up. And it like... It not only cracked me up, but I was like a little t- teary eyed when it happened too. Um, oh, the when she completes her redemption arc and becomes uh, when he when he says you're not evil Lynn anymore, you're good Lynn now. He didn't even say you're good Lynn. If you watch with subtitles, he says you're good, comma Lynn. Yeah, yeah. So that's when I was like, oh my god. <laughs> uh. Yeah, there's, I don't know, the this sh- this show's great, it's fun, like, you can't have He-Man without some campiness, and there's definitely a lot of that in the show. There that's, is. That's what I, I mean, to me, that's charm. To me, that's, that's why people, like, watch Doctor Who, you know? You don't want realistic-looking Daleks, you want Daleks that have a fucking plunger on their arm. At least I do. I, I'd rather have Daleks with plungers on their arm. No? All right, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I'm 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 a big fan of the Dalek design. I don't think they should look any different. Uh, well, yeah, I was hoping we'd agree on that. But uh, but yeah, so go check out He-Man Revolutions if you haven't checked out He-Man Revelations. Watch that first. But it's a fucking it's a great show. I got my brother to watch it because he doesn't watch a whole lot of anime things. Really? For a specific, yeah, his, his eyes fuck with him um, when he watches certain uh, animated shows that are a different frame rate. Like he's like the bright colors, and like he can't watch um, uh, into the Spider Verse. Huh, that's gives him headaches. At least that's what he tells me. But whatever, I'm not in his head. I don't know. But he. Uh, he put on his, he has these certain glasses that allow him to kind of help with that. 
and not get yeah. not get headaches. So um, they're kind of like blue blockers, but not not exactly. So he watched the first episode with those glasses on. He was like, I feel fine, so I'm going to continue watching it. And then he comes into my room. I'm not even done with Revolu- Revo- Revolutions yet. And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm on the last season. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <clears throat> so How? How did he watch the first season? And you couldn't even get the half half length second season watched as much as he was coming in and out of your room that day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm not worried if he hears this because I mean I know he's not going to listen to he it. He doesn't so. listen to the fucking no. He doesn't listen to the shit. I don't know. Why I call it shit, but he doesn't listen. So anyway, um, let's go and move on to the finale of Percy Jackson. All right, the season finale of season one of Percy Jackson. Episode 8 called The Prophecy Comes True. And in a flashback, Percy and Luke are practicing sparring in the woods. Uh, And then we flash forward to the present. Percy challenges Ares to a fight. uh, With the rules being that the first to draw blood wins both the bolt and the helm. Uh, You know, and the scene with Luke in the woods is like established that gods have to follow certain rules and Percy used that lesson and was able to summon a wave and disarm Ares with the wave and slashed him uh, on his leg to draw first blood uh, to win the helm which enraged Ares very much but he left he had to obey the rules and then we see Percy returned the helm to Electo of the Furies. He travels to Olympus atop the Empire State Building and returns the Master Bolt to Zeus, who nevertheless plans to continue his war. When Zeus is about to strike Percy, Poseidon surrenders, and the two agree to inform the Council of the threat of Kronos. After Poseidon sends him back to Camp Half-Blood, Percy receives a hero's welcome. While alone with Luke, Percy accuses him of being the thief since Luke gave him the cursed shoes. After failing to recruit Percy to his cause, Luke subdues him in a fight. However, Annabeth reveals herself, having heard everything, and Luke flees. On the last day of camp, Percy leaves to reunite with Sally. Annabeth leaves to reconnect with her family, her father specifically, and Grover leaves to search the seas for Pam. The trio promise to reunite in a year. Kronos informs Percy in a dream that he is the key to his return. In a mid-credits scene, Gabe, following his divorce from Sally, opens a return package containing Medusa's head and is petrified in the hallway. Uh, Which was fucking funny. (laughs) Because Percy's stepdad was a douche canoe. Oh, yeah. Um, I... I never watched the original movies, uh, or at least I, I watched one, but don't. Re- I think I might have watched Lightning Thief, but I don't remember it very well. I think I've established mm-hmm. that when we started watching the show. Um, so you texted me last night, ha ha, fuck Gabe, and I'm like, I don't know who the fuck Gabe is. I gotta Google this. And it, the first result it gave me was not the Gabe from this show; it was the Gabe from the movie, who was played mm-hmm. by the same guy. Um, what the fuck's his name? Hang on. I had the Google up, or the Google with IMDb up earlier. Uh, Percy Jackson. Oh, Jesus Christ, Jackson. Let me think. There we go. 
because he was in um, Matrix. He was the one that like uh, Joe uh, uh, Pantoliano. Oh, Joe Pantoliano. Yeah, yeah, he played he played Gabe in the original movie, and so I saw his picture oh. first, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> Fucking what? Um, I don't know if that's the case in the. <laughs> So on the on the IMDb credits here for his character in the original movie, his last name is Ugliano. <laughs> yeah, that's his name. That's fucking amazing. I mean, I didn't know that. I kind of want to watch the original movie just to see the differences. Because I understand that this show is extremely accurate to the book, or like really close to the book, minus a few things here and there. Yeah. So I'd like to see. I like to watch that original movie, but um, well, it's available on Disney, isn't it? Uh, maybe. Pretty sure. Uh but uh, but yeah, no this this episode was fucking fantastic. Like I really enjoyed kind of how they play with the idea of how a thirteen year old could could accomplish these tasks against fucking Olympic gods and all this. And it's just, it's really fun to kind of see how that can play out. I also really appreciate the show focusing on Percy, you know, like yes, you have these actors that you have come in to play other gods, to play bit parts. And you never, you know, you're not like, well, we're obligated to show more of them because they're in the, like, no, fuck that. The story's about Percy and you keep it on Percy. Also, the benefit of keeping on Percy is that there's things that Percy doesn't know. And you kind of have those fun, like the whole thing with Luke. I mm-hmm. genuinely, and maybe because I'm watching it without thinking about it, like I'm not putting too much thought into shit. Like I was kind of surprised that Luke was the lightning. Well, I wasn't. <clears throat> when they got back to camp, I was like, Luke's the traitor. Uh, you know, I, I keyed, on it, keyed in on it. A few minutes ahead of time, you know, not like early not on. Some, yeah, not something that you could just be like, "I knew it," and then be like, "Oh, like championing yourself, like you figured it out early." <laughs> no, no, enough to where like, oh, that come to that realization just a few minutes before you, the reveal. Yeah, well, the show's also like it's not done a whole lot of big things like that to begin with, so I was I was just kind of like watching it. I was like, well, I was fun. thinking of the prophecy. I was like, nobody's betrayed him yet. I, was I like, wasn't Luke. at all. And I was like, is Luke, Luke's the betrayer. I do like how they showed Kronos, by the way. That was, that was rad. That was pretty awesome. Cause at first I thought it was, um, Chiron, not the, yeah, uh, I did too. Charon. Charon. I was like, that fucking, whatever the, the guy who fucking has the boat. The ferryman. Um, and then it was like, he's like, what do you, what do you want, Kronos? It's so funny, too, because I, I love Greek mythology, and the way that this story kind of ties it in is so much fucking fun. Yeah, yeah. It really is. But, uh, but yeah. Uh, I think I'll give the episode, for me... Oh, before I give a grade, Jesus Christ, I was trying to remember if there's anything else I wanted to talk about in it. Um, the reveal of who was playing Zeus was an awesome surprise. I genuinely yeah. did not know he was playing Zeus. 
Yeah, if it was Lance Reddick, who we're both big fans of. Uh, Lance Reddick passed away last year, unfortunately, unexpectedly, uh, which really sucks because he was a phenomenal actor. He's got a very identifiable voice and cadence to his voice. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't familiar with him until the Horizon series, the Horizon uh, Zero Dawn and Horizon Forbidden West, and fell in love with his character, you know, and I was like, oh, this dude's badass, uh, you know, and it's a, <coughs> it's a, it's a shame that he passed. He was a very talented guy, so. He loves doing st- like voice work and bit roles. Like that was his. According to people who talked about him, he, he he loved that shit. Yeah, he was a big part of The Wire, which I never watched The Wire, but I've yeah, heard great things about that show. I think that's where he's got his major start. Yeah, two thousand two to two thousand eight. Um, then he was in Fringe for a few years. Then he was in that show Bosch. Fringe is the show I saw him on first. That's right. Then he's been in the John Wick franchise. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, and he came out yeah, so as this. Like, is, this is this is fucking awesome. I still haven't seen him, but yeah, they had a little like uh, thing at the end of the episode to say like in memory, in, mem- in memoriam. I was like, oh, yeah, gone but not forgotten. But um, but yeah, so I think I'm going to give the episode itself an A+. I've really enjoyed the whole show from front to back. I've had really no complaints about anything. It's it's structured well. It doesn't overstay its welcome. It The episodes are digestible, but also like full of stuff that give you exactly what context you need to know. You know, and I know that the books were written for preteens, so the show's kind of designed in the same fashion, but I mean, I think it's just, I think it's just a fun fucking ride. And I really, really hope that they end up doing at the very least, because the show seems to be very popular, getting very good reviews. So I can't imagine Disney not renewing it for at least a second season right now. Um, But I really hope they finish the five books of the primary series. And if it continues to be successful, you know, move on to the other the other stories and books and stuff. Yeah. What about you? I'm being quiet because I got to pause. I got to go pee. Okay. I can't hold it anymore. Okay. It just hit me out of nowhere. That's fine.
Okay, I'm back. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I barely made it. Look, honey. That's that uh that pack of the YouTubers, uh, Jeremy and DM Scotty and. Yeah. <coughs> That's the guy from Australia. What was his name? Gareth. His cat. Gluing that cat on that base was a motherfucker. Because it only held on by three tiny little fucking millimeter paws. (laughs) All right. So you asked me what grade would I give it? Yes. Okay, I'll count down. Five, four, three, two, one, go. No, I'd, uh, I think I'll give this episode an A+. Plus. Overall, the series as a whole, the this episode was so good and it tied up everything so neatly. I think it pulled the whole series grade up for me a bit to an A-. Minus. Nice. Uh, it's, it's pretty solid. Uh, but this was a really, really well done episode, and I really enjoy the casting. You know, I love the use of uh, Edge, aka Adam Copeland, as Ares. You know, I love the casting of Toby Stevens as Poseidon, and of course, you know, Lance Reddick as Zeus. Which is sad because if they do get renewed for another season, they're definitely going to have to recast him. But you know, that won't be a problem because uh, when Ares uh, was leaving after the fight with Percy, they said, don't look at his true form. And they all turned and something happens and Ares just is all of a sudden gone. So, you know, basically it's explained that how they perceive the gods are the avatars of how the gods want to present themselves. So recasting won't be an issue. No, it's but just, it's unfortunate that they do. Yeah. But yeah, I thought it was a really fun, really fun show. Really good. Well done. Uh, like you said, it doesn't overstay. It's welcome. Uh, this episode didn't suffer from the pacing episode uh, issues of the last episode, <laughs> uh, but 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 I enjoyed it overall. So yeah, check it out. Yeah, sorry, I was stretching a bit there. Um, well, guys, that's going to do it for us this week. Um, next week it's going to be a little lighter. Uh, we're going to watch the Oscar-nominated movie, The Holdovers. Uh, which you can find on Peacock. Yes, I was like, I couldn't remember where. Uh, but that's all we have right now. I couldn't see anything else coming out. I know that the following week we're going to be starting our review on uh, Halo Season 2. Um, mm-hmm. Watch me start bitching about fucking Halo fans again. Uh, anyway, regardless. Oh, I'm sure they're already bitching. Uh, for anybody curious, uh, what we were talking about earlier, cause we didn't get into it quite heavily, but we're going to be having a second recording here. Uh, is that episode coming out same day? 
Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, we're going to be having an extensive conversation about wrestling, but more so regarding Vince McMahon and the uh, lawsuit against him that recently came about. Um, so make sure to check that out as well if that's something that's interesting. you. But on that note, Maya and I have been talking about it, and we do end up talking about wrestling quite a bit on this podcast. So we have discussed opening up a new podcast or starting a new podcast. Don't have a name for it, but it will be wrestling-based. Um, so keep an eye out for the look of that. Well, we'll announce it when that goes, when that's official, but this uninhibited is more of a test run for that, if that makes sense. Uh, but yeah, so we'll go from there. Um, make sure you follow us on all social medias, which are listed down below. That's where you'll see new episodes when they come out. Uh, if you want to support us directly, go check out our Teespring store where you can find all sorts of merch with our cartoon faces on them. Um, at checkout, make sure you put in the discount code AQU15. That'll give you 15% off your entire order. Uh, that's AQU15. Uh, and Maya, where can folks find you? You can find me on Facebook under my name, Maya Dawn Fisher. Uh, it's a public profile, so give me a follow. Uh, send me a message. Talk about any kind of nerdy shit you want to talk about. Just don't be a creep. And what about you, Greg? Where can people find you? Uh, you can follow me under Chub Rock Geek on all, on all socials. Um, I should be uploading. Actually, we played uh, some more Uno recently, so I should be uploading a lot of uh, some more some clips today of that on as of recording this. So, if you want to go see me be stupid on fucking video games, go check out my Instagram. Uh, but guys, that's it. Remember, go ahead and watch uh, Holdovers for next week. Check out our Uninhibited, where we're going to talk about all things wrestling. And uh, that's it. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Take care, everybody. <laughs>